Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You know what time it is. You know who this is. I am Tyler Chef. This is the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And welcome back for another week. We're here at episode 168. Man, that flies by. Every time I think that and say that, it just blows me away. It's, I can't believe 168 episodes. That's kind of crazy if you think about it. 168 episodes. I'm getting ready to go to PodFest at the time of recording here in a, in a couple of weeks, and I'm just thinking about how much time I've spent with the podcast, putting it together and all that, and I got to say, I, I really want to give a shout out to each and every one of you that are taking time out of your busy day to listen to me talk to you about podcasting. Guys, essentially, I've got, I can't, it blows my mind, I got years invested in putting together this content and making sure that there's value for you. And I got to say, it's a labor of love. I love the fact that I get such positive feedback. I was just at a speaking engagement last night over in Tampa talking about non-performing notes and performing notes and note investing in general. And lots of folks came up to me and um, shook my hand and, and thanked me for putting together the content. And guys, I want to say that I think I appreciate you more. I absolutely do because you can listen to any podcast. And you could be listening to who knows what, right? And you, but you chose to, to listen to my podcast. It's a humbling experience. It's you that got me in the top of all real estate podcasts nationwide, guys. We're in the top five. We're stuck in the top five. We stay in the top five every single week after week after week. And I am so honored to be there. And I thank you so much for helping me get there because without you, we would not have done that. So thank you very much. And I'm going to shut up now about that, right? Because I don't, oh, guys are all blushing now, and you're feeling all saucy and like, oh, geez, he's all mushy. He's not supposed to be mushy. What good is that? But anyway, guys, so a little bit of update. We are going to go on the road. My wife and I are going to go travel the country. We're going to still keep our business, obviously. That's a little bit of an announcement. But we're going full-time in an RV. Stay tuned for YouTube channel and other podcasts about those adventures. But we decided that in this journey as we call it here in real estate investing. We decided that uh, we want to have fun now. We want to live our life now. We've done very well. We've been blessed uh, acquiring cash flowing assets and we've worked really hard and you know, it's time to go out and enjoy it. So that's one of the things that we're doing. We literally just bought an RV recently and uh, we'll be heading out of here soon. Still going to keep doing uh, deals. Obviously we're going to be buying notes, buying multifamily properties. We're still focused on making money as, as we all are. So it's not going to skip a beat. We bought a nice RV, taking the office with us, and but it's going to allow us to be location independent, and that's absolutely amazing to be able to achieve that. And I got to tell you guys, it wouldn't have been without the encouragement and the love and support that we've gotten from this Cashflow Guys community. So thank you for helping us and supporting us and being there to listen. I mean, you know, doing this podcast challenges me to work harder, push harder, learn more, do more. The hundreds of students that I've worked with now coaching and mentoring folks and helping them get financially free blows my way, blows me away. One of my students, I won't mention his name, I don't want to embarrass him, but he was able to, he was part of the Mailbox Money Mastermind, one of the early sessions. He's been with us ever since. And uh, he was able to quit his job, start his own company. He was able to retire his wife uh, about a year in and retire his wife. And just recently, He's got, he turned into a family business. He's got his brother-in-law working for him in the whole nine yards. They were able to take the kids out of school in the middle of the week. They had the flexibility now, the freedom to take their kids to Disney World, their nieces and nephews to Disney World in the middle of the week. It was really heart-wrenching. 
it just made my day. They sent me a, a YouTube video that they made. It's unlisted YouTube video of the reaction from the kids when they got to realize they're going to Disney World in the middle of the week, right during the school year. I just think that's awesome, guys. And so thank you so much for, number one, sharing those stories with me. It's good to know that this show, this episode, these podcasts are helping you. It's good to know that the value that we bring or that I feel that we're bringing is, is doing good in the community. We've got tons and tons of stories like that, and please keep them coming. That's my fuel, ladies and gentlemen. That's my rocket fuel. That's what keeps this going. Leave reviews if you feel comfortable doing so. If you don't, I totally understand. I'm not one of those people that's going to beg you for iTunes reviews. Probably most of you aren't listening on iTunes anyway. So, But I really appreciate you reaching out. And as always, go to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. If you're stuck, if you need some help, you just need to get uncluttered, you're not sure how to do your marketing or should you do direct mail or Facebook ads or do you want to start a podcast or whatever you need, I'm here to help you, okay? I understand that. One of the things that we're going to be doing, my wife and I, while we're traveling the country, is you're going to start hearing a lot more from Jill. She'll be joining me on the podcast here coming soon. And uh, as we travel the country, we're going to be speaking at different real estate meetings across the country. Um, the, we're also going to be do, doing our cash flow events to help people learn how to raise money, number one, <coughs> excuse me, and learn how to... Uh, how to raise money, how to negotiate. That's going to be an upcoming event that we're going to be doing live. Uh, we're going to be doing that. I say live. It's going to be on Zoom. That's an upcoming thing here in the next couple of months. Because what I've realized is that tons of negotiators or tons of investors, rather, have no clue how to negotiate or it's so uncomfortable that it's crippling for them. And you've heard me say this before. If you cannot negotiate, if it's just not something that you're good at, you either have to master it, learn how to do it, and that's practice, getting some refinement, which my... Uh, Bootcamp is going to help you do that. We're going to do an online thing, and I'm going to give you some tough challenges. For those of you that are ready for the challenge, I'm going to keep it uh, low-hanging fruit so everybody, pretty much anybody can take advantage of it. And more to come on that later. That's not what I want to talk about today. Today, I want to talk about tenant retention. Tenant redemption. Retention. Boy, I can't talk today. <laughs> tenant retention. Good Lord, keeping your, your tenants around longer because I'll tell you, one of the biggest expenses you can have as a landlord is turnover. Ask me how I know that. Uh, we've done some things where we didn't listen to our property managers. Our property managers told us to do one thing. We did something else. And, you know, tenants may have taken advantage of us or things like that. Or there was just a miscommunication or misunderstanding. And when we don't listen to the people that are smarter than us and our team, that usually never works out to our advantage. So, number one, make sure you surround yourself with experts, guys. I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I'm not the expert on every single topic. But... I do listen to the experts now. So that said, one of the experts in the industry I want to give a shout out to is our friends at Rentometer. And Rentometer is your source for up-to-date rent information anywhere in the U.S. You can double-check current rents. You can research property investment opportunities. And they've even give you given you a free trial. Guys, they were kind enough to sponsor the Cashflow Guys podcast. And in doing so, uh, they've also offered up a free trial of their pro membership. I use their pro membership. I use it every single week at least. And in some weeks I use it every single day. And in some weeks I use it every single hour. But Rentometer has a free trial to get you immediate access to all of their pro features, such as their zip code and neighborhood searches and also their Google Street View integration. So you can go to rentometer.com. That's R-E-N-T-O-M-E-T-E-R.com forward slash pro, rentometer.com forward slash pro. If you follow me on Instagram, which is uh, underscore or at Cashflow Guys. I'm not really good at Instagram, guys. Sorry. But uh, at Cashflow Guys on Instagram or you're on the, or any one of our Facebook pages, you will see 
some more information on that type of stuff. Now, I want to also give a shout out to them for the content, part of the content for this blog. Some of the bullet points that I'm going to talk about tonight or today came from this blog that they do. They do a fantastic job of providing a free resource on their website. It's their blog. So go to rentometer.com. While you're over there, go sign up for a pro trial if you haven't already. And take advantage of that blog. There's tons of education in there. Lots of good stuff to inspire thought and get you rolling in the right direction. So without any further ado, let's talk about reliable tenants. I'll tell you, boys and girls, reliable tenants, they make life a lot easier. There's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. And when your tenants are not reliable, it's easy for us to kind of blame ourselves for that, right? Or to blame the tenant for that, rather. But realistically, when there's things that go haywire with your tenant, I can almost always point to dumb stuff that I've done or dumb stuff that my managers have done that have only exacerbated situations, right? So we're going to talk about some of those things today, and we're going to talk about ways to keep them around longer because the more we can reduce or eliminate our turnover, the more money we make, boys and girls. And we're not in this because it's a charity. We're in this to make money. So there is a way, there are lots of ways to be a good property manager, good landlord, a good owner, and still be profitable. That doesn't mean you have to let them take advantage of you. But I'm here to tell you that if you take active, affirmative action to keep your tenants happy, you are going to keep them a lot longer, you're going to have a lot less headaches, and you're going to make a lot more money. Now, there's a shocking statistic I read in the blog post on the Rentometer website that blew me away. It said the, the national average of, of uh, cost for turning over a unit after a tenant leaves runs about 2500 Now, before you guys get all excited, I know some of you are like, now I can get it done for 5 bucks." I get it, but it's very demographically uh, targeted. And that said, I can turn over a unit up in Tennessee for between $500 to $1,000, right? Different type of product, different type of tenant, definitely different type of systems and services and contractors available. But down here in Florida, that $2,500 figure, depending on the tenant, can be accurate or inaccurate. So think about that. It's just a baseline. It's an average across the country. Okay, These are things that you got to think about because this is your money going out the door. And I know what you're also going to say is, well, well, I've got a security deposit, so I'll just keep their deposit. Well, I don't know too many landlords that on a, your average C-class property have a $2,500 deposit because if you required a $2,500 deposit, you would have one heck of a hard time on a $1,000 a month rental finding people to live there because people don't have that kind of change to give you to sit there and do nothing. If they did, they'd probably buy a house, right? That's probably a down payment for an FHA mortgage. So keeping in mind that you know, $2,500 is prohibitive as a deposit. You can plan on having some out of pocket. So the longer you can keep a tenant there, the more they renew, the more often they, the longer they stay, everything is going to be much better. Reliable tenants guys make life a lot easier. I'm here to tell you. So keep that in mind. So first of all, one of the ways you can do this, and I see this a lot. I, I read one of the ways that I look for apartment buildings that make sense before I go approach an owner is to look at a lot of Facebook groups, uh, tenant Facebook groups, and I will Google search the name of the apartment complex. And sometimes these larger places especially, they actually have Facebook groups just there to bash the landlord or to bash the uh, property management company. And that tells you you've got a real problem. If somebody was so savvy as to go online and complain about it or so angry or so pissed off to go out and, and complain about it online, well, you know you got yourself a problem to solve, right? So don't let your, your tenants... Don't leave them hanging. And this also applies, a little sidebar, guys, raising money. 
don't leave your your investors hanging. Keep them up to date with what's going on. Silence is not bliss. I'm here to tell you. When something goes haywire, something's not awry. The tenant has a problem. Respond to them. Don't ignore them. Respond to them because at the end of the day, your tenants are your customers. They are your bread and butter. They are your paycheck. And if you don't take care of them, well, they're certainly not going to take care of your asset. And you're going to probably wind up having to chase after them for money. And I can tell you from experience, that is an unpleasant activity. Even if you have property managers, it's still unpleasant. So keep that in mind, okay? Don't let them just sit out there wondering what's happened. And don't be so quick to say no either. Now, if you've got property management, Make sure that the property manager is responding to the tenants. One of the ways you can do this is to call them from different phones, right? you got friends and family, whatever, grab their cell phone, ask them to borrow it. Call the property manager, see if they answer. Try it at different hours of the day. Now, obviously, there's no reason, I don't think, unless something's on fire, and if it's on fire, they should call 911, but they shouldn't be bothering a property manager in the middle of the night unless it's a true emergency, such as, you know, water pipe burst and it's running down the side of the property or flooding the second, third, and fourth floors or something like that. That great, that's an emergency. But, you know, people shouldn't be calling saying light bulbs out. You shouldn't be calling the property manager. You can put systems in place to prevent that from happening. You can put a list of reasons why somebody would call or things that are not considered an emergency and get the, the tenants to sign them. That's one of the things I've done in the past. It's like here's what an emergency is and here's what an emergency isn't. And if it's involving life or limb or, or severe damage to the property in excess of you know $250 or $500, I would consider this an emergency. Now, that said, I don't expect them to be a contractor and know what everything costs to fix. So I wrote out some examples, pipe burst, water, standing water on the floor, things like that are considered, in my opinion, an emergency, and I want to know about them right away so that I can get a mitigation team out there to take care of that, or in this case, for my other properties that I have management on, so that management can get out there and or have somebody get out there and take care of it right away. Very, very important to preserve the property. So when you're responding to them, they shouldn't have to think about knowing how to get to you. They should be obvious, right? You should have their phone numbers. So when they call, you realize it's them. If you're somebody that screens your calls, we live in a society, people don't have to talk on the phone anymore, right? I'm one of them. I'm not a big fan of talking on the phone anymore. I'm also not a big fan of texting. I like to be in person, face-to-face, having a good, solid conversation. You can look at each other and be honest with you with each other, right? So provide yourself, put them in your phone as a, a tenant, I, I put uh, Kim, tenant, apartment C, for example, on my phone, Lemon Street. That way I know that that's where she, who she is and where, what property she's at. So, number one, I don't sound like an idiot when she calls. I have a lot of property and trying to figure out what tenants and where. Who knows? Our property manager do the same thing. They store them in speed dials and whatnot. So when they call, they come up, then you can know who's who you're talking to. So don't leave them hanging. Reach, make sure you reach out to them quickly. Let's get into upgrades a little bit. Here's the thing, guys. Tenants want a good, clean, safe, affordable, nice place to live. They want to have, to be proud about, rather, where they live. Okay, They want to feel good about coming home. Right? They don't want to be feel down in the dumps when they come home to their crappy little apartment. You hear this on, you see this on TV and the movies and whatnot. So think about what upgrades you can make that will help a tenant feel at home. Okay? An example of that is, uh, let's say it's a it's a nice community of a golf course community, then landscaping is probably going to be pretty important to these folks. Maybe you use a landscaper and just add it to the rent, charge a little bit more rent to provide that snazzy curb appeal, that, that B or A-class customer 
is going to a tenant is going to want that type of thing that matters to them. And they may be busy doing whatever it is they do to pay your rent in the first place. They may be very, very busy and it may be challenging for them to keep up with the yard work. One of the reasons they may have decided to rent is the fact that they're so busy making the money they make to give you that they don't have time to trim the bushes and mow the grass and all that. So when you can provide that as an all-inclusive service to a lot of folks, there's a huge amount of value to that, okay? A huge amount of value. What's the best way to figure out what tenants want? This may shock you. Here you go. You ready for this one? If you're driving, pull over. I'll give you this one. This is going to blow you away. You ask them. You simply ask them. Ask them what they want. Ask them what they need to be comfortable. Welcome them to your home, to your apartment building, to your wherever, and ask them what type of things do they prefer when you're showing the property or first putting on the market. Be inquisitive. You have to understand who you're serving. And when you understand who you're serving, you are going to knock it out of the park. You're going to have happy campers, happy tenants, and everything's going to go fantastic. Here's the thing, guys. Don't waste your time putting pretty Formica countertops in a Class A property. Class A property, they want granite. That said, don't put granite in a Class D property either. There's a fine line. Make sure you match the finishes to the people that are living there. That, But with that understanding, that doesn't mean don't under-improve a property either. When you have somebody do good work, make sure they do good work. Make sure there's attention to detail. Make sure there's not paint slathered all over the light fixtures and, and switches and there's not dirt in the things. And, you know, when tenants change over, replace the toilet. It makes a big difference, especially for the ladies. Huge difference. And a lot of municipalities, I said last, last week, there's a lot of municipalities to where they'll give you credits. So they'll give you discounts. In some cases, the water company will pay or supplement the cost of replacing toilets. So why not do it? Right? Those are upgrades that you can get a pretty good ROI. It makes people decide to pull the trigger. Think about extra parking. I know you're probably one of those people that owns a duplex. It's, you think it's worth a million dollars because you got a vacant lot next door. Well, guess what? Unless that lot, you can figure out a way for that lot to produce income, it really isn't worth much. So what else can you do with it? Well, how about you can charge a little extra if they've got more than one car. Let's say you've got two or three bedroom units and there's a couple of more, more than two adults living in the house and you need additional parking. Maybe you make a small overflow parking lot. It could be something as simple as gravel, but the fact is that you offer it. In a lot of major metropolitan areas and cities and whatnot, additional parking comes at a premium. I know when I was up in Rhode Island, you could rent a property, but rent a place to live, but you didn't get a parking space. And in some cases, you had to park blocks away from your apartment to uh, get home. And there was no assigned parking at the apartment complex. And what little parking was there got sucked up real quick. I noticed I had friends that, that rented places, a lot of the NOAA Corps officers and whatnot rented places, and they had to sometimes walk several blocks to get home. And I thought that was kind of crazy. Think about rewards. Now, this varies state to state and municipality to municipality, but there are cases to where you can reward tenants for, I don't know, for paying on time. You can reward them for maybe referring somebody within certain reasons. In Florida, I believe the way the law sits is that you can give them I think a discount or some amenity up to $50, I think is the, is the deal. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. So if you're curious, check your check with your real estate attorney or heaven forbid, read the statute even better, right? When it comes down to renewals, guys, don't wait to the last minute. If you want to keep the tenant, if you want them to stay around, reach out to them, you know, give them a good 90 days ahead of time. Talk to them about how they like living there, right? Don't come in and say, are you going to renew or what? Instead, reach out to them and say, Hey, you know, especially if they're not a problem tenant, how do you like living here? 
what kind of changes would you like to see? You know, if there's going to be a rent increase, what value are you going to add to justify the rent increase? You're not going to just raise the rent because it's time to raise the rent. Give them more value. Offer to clean their carpets or, you know, replace one of their appliances or, I don't know, restripe the parking lot or something. But give them a little bit of value and then reach out a good couple, three months ahead of schedule to see if they're going to renew. Now, if they don't intend on renewing, great. But at least now you know I guess that's not great, but at least now you know so that you can start looking for a replacement tenant. You don't want to wait to the last minute, or then you never, ever want to assume that they're going to renew. You want to make sure they sign a new lease, a good solid, you know, for me, it's two, three months out. I want to make sure I have a signed lease. If I don't have a signed lease two or three months out, I can only assume that they're not going to do anything, and I'm going to make plans accordingly. And for me, that usually will mean we'll do some sort of a value-add situation. We'll add some value to the property. We'll do a light remodel or something like that, we'll raise the rents and we're going to get more money. So if they don't commit within a certain amount of time, then I'm going to explain to them that, well, I've already made obligations to contractors to come in and do a certain amount of work. So if you're going to stay here, then the rent's going to have to go up and leave it that way. And frankly, that's a great way to get rid of a problem tenant is just raise the rent. When the lease comes up, raise the rent. And if you want them to leave, you can bet your bippy they'll be right out the door. Okay? Train your team the way you think, okay? You own the asset. You're the one in charge. When anybody gets stung or gets hurt in these transactions financially, it's going to be you as the property owner. So make sure that you train your team to treat your tenants as customers because their paycheck, they need to understand their paycheck depends on it. And this is also to property managers. You better make darn sure that your property managers are treating your customers well. Because your property managers are an extension of you, so keep that in mind. If they're mistreating them, if they're nasty to them, if they're dismissive, if they're not paying attention to them, if they're not seeking their need or fulfilling their needs, that's a problem. For me, what I will do is once a year, we will reach out to our tenants, and in some cases, it's once a quarter, especially when we're bringing on a new property manager. We'll reach out to the tenants. I'll drop by the property in person in some cases. And shake hands, I call it shaking hands and kissing babies, but I want to make sure that my tenants are being well taken care of. I want to make sure that they get what they need, that the property's in a good state of repair, and that there's no issues of abuse or things like that. And when I'm vetting a new property manager, I don't care if they're, they're referred or not, I'm going to come by and take a peek at the repairs that are being done to make sure it's to the level of quality we expect. And if it's not, well, guess what? They're going to come back out there and get it done right. I don't care if that's an uncomfortable situation. That's not my problem. I'm, I'm not the one that did lackluster repairs. So think about that. And lastly, boys and girls, charge fair rent. This is why I love having Rentometer as a sponsor. I'm not saying do like Chicago and give them some snowflake rent and charge them 300 bucks a month and that's that If when it's actually $600 a month. Fair means fair to both of you. That means that every year you should, if you're a responsible landlord, you should raise your rent every year, and at the same time, you should concurrently add value to them every year, okay, at least renewal. Because when you raise your rent, your income goes up, yes, but the value of your property goes up, and you have a responsibility to maintain that property because these are your, these are not just tenants, these are customers, family, if you will. If you treat them well, and you're constantly adding value to them, they're going to treat you well, and you're not going to have any drama. And the last thing you want as a landlord is drama. All the horror stories you hear about the tenant did this and the tenant did that. Well, I can tell you, I bet you dollars to donuts 
that the landlord or the owner of the property or the property manager has responsibility in that outcome. I assure you that they have some responsibility because when you get down to brass tacks, boys and girls, there are two sides to every story. If you are the one doing the right thing, I truly believe that if you provide a good product, you are fair with people and honest with people, and you expect the same, you will receive it. Now, I'm sure there's an exception to every rule. Granted, I've had some nightmare tenants in the past, but you make your money. It's like when you make your money when you buy, boys and girls. If you pick good tenants in the front end, if you don't act out of desperation, you don't use emotion, then you'll be fine. You're not going to have these tenants, toilets, and termites problems that everybody talks about. Those problems usually happen to irresponsible landlords. So I'm going to leave you with that, boys and girls. Make sure you get over to uh, Rentometer, rentometer.com forward slash pro. Get over there. Sign up for a free trial of their pro subscription. Guys, I use this all the time myself, and I love the fact that it's branded. So when I can, I put it out to my investor clients, it'll, it'll say future home realty if I got my realtor hat on. Or it'll say, uh, cash flow guys, if I've got just an investor I'm working with or raising capital or something like that, and I want to send them more information on, on market rent so they have some homework to do, that type of thing. So make sure you reach out, guys. Make sure you reach out. Now, also, we're going to be doing our a special event. Go to uh, in, in PodFest this year. And if you're hearing the sound of my voice and you're not at PodFest this year, you're missing out. If you're looking for un, unlimited leads, you need to think about starting a podcast or at least being a guest on other podcasts. You can start that process by going to cashflowguys.com forward slash note lunch. At note lunch, that's the day before PodFest in Orlando, Florida, myself, Scott Carson, several other people are going to be giving you guys a crash course on note investing. I believe the cost is $97. If you put the uh, discount code TAMPA in there, it'll give you 50% off and includes a free lunch. So you can't beat that. That is one day before PodFest. And I'm told. A little bird told me that I may, may, just may, be able to give away a free ticket to PodFest if you mention this conversation. So make sure that at the event, on at Note Lunch, that you come up and let me know that you listen to this episode of the podcast, episode 168, and we will hook you up, possibly, if you are one of the people that does it. I'm going to do a little bit of a quick lottery there with a free ticket to PodFest. That's worth several hundred dollars. That event, ladies and gentlemen, PodFest I'm talking about, will absolutely change your life. So thank you very much, guys. Have a great week, and I'll catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas so you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.